Welcome to the Long Come Norwich podcast. We're back to baffle your earbuds with our belligerent bluster and babble. There's bated breath at ACNHQ as we're banking on Norwich City blessing us with another basket case season of joy and pain. Join the media with me and we're delighted you've joined us to look forward to it. ED, I want to kick straight off with a listener question. Describe this season, or rather your anticipation towards it, yes. in a sound. So um, picture, if you will, a bloated corpse that's, that's washed up on a seashore. And there's, there's a lot of trapped gas in there. And, and maybe just like the gentle ebb and flow of the waves have, have disturbed the body. And the body makes this sense, kind of like as the air comes out, just kind of like... So when you That's said when you said before noise. when you said before we, we started press and record that you, you, your sound would be like the slow escape of air, I, I didn't think that it would be like deceased person air. I thought it would at least be the air of a living being. Is that yeah, so is that, no, a, is that a positive noise? Like, it doesn't feel like a positive noise, the, ED. The air's more kind of like involuntary, so you you can't really help it. Um I'm sure like you there are there are good things ahead there are but I just think the temporary situation or the multiples of temporary situations we find ourselves in I just think it's really really hard to kind of envisage a future when there is so much change afoot change that isn't necessarily necessary okay but punt have you got a noise in your locker well, the, the noise, just to clarify the question, is, and it was from Paul Buller, was um, describe the season's prospects in a noise rather than your anticipation levels, which I guess, you know, might be slightly different. Um, that's probably the noise, actually. Yeah. Uh, meh. Like, we could do all right. Like, it is meh. We, like, we, it feels like we're in a position whereby quality-wise, if you looked at that squad player for player and you compared them to the vintage season that was 22-23, we are probably not an awful lot better and some could argue worse in terms of actual technical ability. However, um, Dean Smith is gone, David Wagner is here, David Wagner has a prescribed way of playing and he hasn't really got his troops to do that as yet maybe you know in two or three games at the start of his tenure where we looked really effective but I think that was just a a release of energy at the you know smudge a ball being dead rather than David Wagner um putting you know putting anything into the players which made it all exciting and lovely I don't know I look at the signings and I think we've signed a couple of double hard bastards and we didn't have those in previous seasons or we didn't have that certainly in the previous season, apart from Grant Hanley, who is a little bit broken probably until next year. Anyway, um, we've signed capable lads who will be dependable, but without much flair. And I guess that's the thing that not necessarily worries me because look, you can get yourself out of the championship by being obdurate and, you know, difficult to be and defensively resolute. All of those things, you know, that we've actually seen in pre-season can be positive steps. It's just not the Norwich that we're used to. And I think it's fine if we start to win games. But if we don't, I think the tide will turn quicker than maybe those people at Carrow Road anticipate. Because I think, you know, naively, I think there will be those in the in the corridors of power 
that um that just think ah it's fine you know that look we they can see that we're in transition and we've had to sign six or seven new lads and so they'll give us a bit of patience don't think they'll be afforded that if the football is a little bit more attritional stodgy well stodgy was last season i'm hoping attritional this season okay what's the difference between attritional and stodgy stodgy is just a bit bloated and bollocks and attritional is a bit more like we'll get there we're going to get there. We're just going to keep plugging away till we get there. So stodgy is the corpse on the side. Of the <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it all comes back to the corpse. Like that corpse is like so suddenly full of helium and it just starts to float and all the children cheer. <laughs> That's a really bleak sort of summer holidays yeah, activity. The podcast now, mate, is fine. Like, Come we're on, done. kids, let's go and look at the floating corpse by the river. Um well, I I think that there is a there's there certainly seems to be in the corridors of power, a fingers crossed that we're going to be given a bit of time. Uh, see the the Chris Sutton preseason um, kind of clickbait headline was uh, if you're going to moan, stay at home, uh, and so you wonder always how much that's a request that's that's kind of gone into. Can we try and be positive, uh, and can we try and not not can we try and play down negativity? Uh, and how much if that something is a completely organically written article? Um, I don't. I, with Chris, Sutton, I don't think there's any totally organic. Like he doesn't. You'd he's so. not a club lackey. Yeah, no chance. No, you'd hope so. <coughs> I I do think that there probably is an element of the club being delighted that headlines like that are out there, though, because um, to to your point, you know, pump. We had a series. We had a season where we were told off a lot, and and I think the that might be the thing that I'm most hoping. Uh, we get some some positive momentum on early doors. It, it, realistically, it's probably only results that will do it. However, you know, you say that I, I think the the football the football producing chances, clear cut chances, is probably more important maybe than the result. Because if you go back to Bollard Ball when we were getting results, we were so unconvinced. So I'm not sure it is necessarily like what I don't necessarily, I mean, I want us to win first and foremost. I want us to smash whole 5-0. But what I want to see is I would almost prefer a nil-nil draw with three chances that on another day we put away that we've created in with really good counter-attacking moves where you think, oh, everyone knew where to go there and everyone knew where to run than a 1-0 with the only shot we had on target for like the the whole game with no kind of meaningful patterns of play being clear. Do you see where I mean? Do you see what I mean, punt? Like I I I I think that the the fans are, are more likely to moan if they go, "Come on, we know we're in transition, but Jesus, you've had all you've had all of the off season and all of the or all of your of, of apparently a very successful preseason um, to work out how to attack people in the championship." Yeah, and, and uh, well, that's an interesting point in of itself. I, I don't think we've spent much of preseason learning how this this Norwich City side is going to attack people and is oh, going to. You never do those. No, but what I mean is that actually the focus, and you know, another podcast that I listen to, another Norwich City podcast that I listen to regularly, says you know, our friend Connor says you can extract themes out of preseason, but you can't actually take anything meaningful out of it. And I think he's bang on. And the theme of this preseason has been we've been difficult to beat and we've mm-hmm. been defensively sound and we look way more organized than we were 
under Smith, under Wagner, you could even argue under Farker as a defensive unit as well. You know, we we do look, or we have looked extremely well drilled in that regard. My worry actually around preseason, and this is a real concern, is maybe the planning around that preseason because I haven't seen, and I've I've watched most of the games, but you know, dipped in and out of them. I haven't seen us have like a real proper physical battle and test. We've played a lot of technical sides. We've played a lot of sides from the continent. I mean, you know, any of the meaningful games have been against sides, you know, kind of within Europe and and not within this country. And that is a concern to me that actually day one, like if Hull come and smash us about a bit, are we prepared for that? Yeah, Duffy and Barnes will be, but I'm not sure about the rest of the troops. So I wonder whether there's there's been an issue in the planning there. Um, but about to find out, aren't we? And it'll be fun finding out. So, Edie, I think, you know, this is, we've obviously got uh, our glass balls in front of us and our um, pre-season telescopes on on the go. What What is your what is your gut feel? Obviously, you were saying that, you know, you, you've got that escape of, of bloated corpse air. Do you feel from what you've seen with the changes that are afoot that you don't necessarily think are necessary, do you feel that we are moving in a positive direction? Like, would that be your recap of the summer are we in it are we like if we if if it's a, a norwich city monopoly board you know are we a, a bit further ahead around you know have we moved a few squares forward or are we still um at the crap cheap stuff at the start of the board we have seen a lot of promise from the new faces in the friendlies um and i'm feeling kind of okay about that i'm i just think without interference i'm fairly weirdly hopeful uh, we could at least spin the roulette wheel and see what happened it's just this idea that we've got somebody who knows someone who never particularly demonstrated that they liked the club or the fans um who's set to leave but we don't quite know when like just sort of doing what was happening before which is i'm guessing just kind of like fiddling with people psychologically in, in the hope that this would lead to victory. I don't know. It's just like, could we not just at least try and get on with, on with the business of progressing and becoming a cohesive team without all of that kind of like uncertainty about the foundations that are around it? That's I think that's where I'm feeling the kind of... It just, it just seems that what really made everything mega soggy last season was that it just felt like interference... And lack of cohesion, lack of communication, confusion, all the C's. And and I don't know, I just I've, I have this sort of instinct that we have a better chance if there's just sort of less noise coming, ironically, from the person who originated the ignore the noise commandment. So, yeah. Well, I, think it's, I think at this juncture it's worth pointing out that it, because of my, uh, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder, um, and it's been several weeks since we last podded at the end of the season. And I have uh, unfortunately become really positive. And uh, as foolhardy as it might seem, I haven't seen a Norwich City side struggle at home for some time now. And I've sort of forgotten that that's what I had become used to. And and you mentioned you know the lads that, that have come in. So far, I have... Uh, all of the um, all of the transfer business that we've done has been a kind of resounding 
yeah, okay, yeah, fine, yeah, sort of nod of the head and a, and a bit of a smile. Like none of them have been the fist pumping that's revolutionized our season or now I can't wait to get to Carrow Road or in fact, do you think I can sneak into Colney and watch a bit of training because I can't wait to see him kick a ball? You know, n- none of them are those types of signings, which obviously our expectations were managed to that end towards the end of the season anyway. But to, to a man, every single one of them, and I can't remember a transfer window like it really, they've all been 100% nods of the head. Yes, that is a perfectly logical, based on age, based on contract length, based on the fact they haven't cost as much money, it's based on risk and reward. You know, it's they are very sensible signings. Now, I'd caveat that with they are just above mid-table championship signings, probably. But then, but then that's where we were. Fresh. And, and exactly, you know. and you know, from if if Duffy can stay fit, that should really help us with that physicality and with that difficult to, to concede. It is another person who's played at a higher level for longer than Ben Gibson to help Andrew Amabamadeli if he's still with us at the end of the window. Um, we have got you know someone who is maybe in the Hanley mould before Hanley is back and ready. I mean, I think it's November, isn't it? The most is the most kind of um, optimistic timeline when he might actually. Be in in meaningful action, Hanley. Unless you correct me there, punt. He's, he's, seen... No, he's, and he's well out of the boot and doing a lot of physical recovery. And I think he might even have gone on tour and done some physical work. So it wouldn't surprise me. It like it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't play again this season because the Achilles is an absolute arse ache of an injury to do. Or you know that that he's rushed back, a la David Beckham style pre World Cup or whenever it was that he did his Achilles, and he's he's back as you say, like October November time. But I think what we need to say with that is that I don't think he's ever going to be the same player and he's going to have to adjust the way he plays to do that kind of injury at that age, especially when Hanley relies on his speed. I think a lot over the first sort of five yards. Yeah. And the last ditch defending Hanley is probably the best last ditch defender, I would say, in the division and, and, you know, comfortably in the Premier League would be up there. He's excellent at that. Problem is he finds himself in positions where he has to do all that last-ditch defending because he hasn't done the stuff before it. And I just wonder whether if you take a little bit of that edge out of his game that he's not going to be anywhere near the defender that he was. Who do you think starts on Saturday in those centre-back pairings, Ed? Obviously, Duffy, it's Duffy plus Gibson is my guess, but I would hope it would be Omabamadeli. And I reckon it might point to whether or not they think they can sell him if they, if they uh, don't start him. I think they'd have to... I don't know, I'd like them to give him a chance because like he just showed a lot of promise in flashes and then obviously it looked like he was sort of gone a bit sad inside but um it was when when he lost his sort of his sort of uncle figure next to him you know as as all the senior people in front of him and beside him dropped out of the team that was when he's that was when his form went downhill and this is where we need those kind of tentpole players to really like they might not necessarily have that much of a role on the pitch but they absolutely do psychologically but um I just I really I'm really looking forward to seeing Duffy because um I just I do love a shit house. well it's like likewise I, I love the fact that we've got two horrible to play against centre yeah, forwards and I think w- w- yeah what I'm hoping is that uh, I'm hoping that Barnes can really help Sergeant see the because I get the impression like Sergeant's one of those who helps the um, defender up as he goes, as he runs back after the chance breaks down. Yes. 
I want I want Barnes to to teach him to stand stand on their fingers as he runs past. You know yeah. that I, I'm hoping that he learns that from Barnes because he Sergeant is such a physical unit, but I feel like he needs to use it in a nasty way, and I think Barnes is the ideal shit house to do that with. He's just We've so got pure, so though, many isn't he? Lovely, happy boys that they need the space to be lovely and happy, and the protection of a solid unit of sheer spite. Let's talk about the let's talk about what I still feel and I mean I could just copy and paste and drop this in from the previous four season preview pods. Centre midfield. I mean, how have we not how have we not recruited in that area? I mean, it's just it's just shuffling the pack and hoping that you get different results from the same cards, isn't it, Punt? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um Maybe, or maybe Wagner just doesn't want to play with a recognised CDM. That's the perceived wisdom around all of this, isn't it? That he he doesn't want to play that kind of central midfielder. He wants players who are a bit more dynamic, who can occupy different spaces on the football pitch. Um, your absolute bestie, Kenny McLean, is, is probably like a shining example of that in so much as what... Captain the other day. Well, and I think he'll be captain for this coming season, actually. But that is the, almost like a template of a midfielder. Sorry to interrupt, handsome man. But yeah, that's that's, that's weird, isn't it? I don't remember. It, it well, I wonder whether it's two Hanley days, still days Hanley still club captain, and then maybe it it might you know kind of be rotated around dependent on personnel. Because you know you can argue McLean might not be guaranteed a start in this team. I don't think any player is guaranteed a, a start oh, in I this think, team. I think I think McLean is one of the first names on the team sheet under Wagner because we haven't bought in a different mm-hmm. eight. The only, but, the only, I think the only chance that McLean isn't starting every week is a drop of form plus Gibbs being ha- having well, the, the step on we all need him to have. And this is it. So I think, you know, if we're talking about um, those two positions being in front of the back four, but, you know, that's a little bit interchangeable and we're not going to play a 10, which that is an issue no, that we not, might want yeah, we, 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 to come on to We're going to have two up front, aren't we? Yeah. Well, that's an issue that I want to discuss then if I'm perfectly honest. But anyway, if we're going to play two in, like that and almost a conventional 442 although the you know the the flexibility around that shape is is really um high and and players are interchangeable in that regard but we've got four players we've got Nunez we've got Sarah we've got McLean we've got Gibbs how many more do you need it's it really is this is the system that Wagner's decided to play you know ag- agree with it or disagree that's where we're going now I'd rather they come out and tell us that but I don't know I think we can all read in between the lines I'm not sure those players are good enough in those specific positions for us to compete towards the top end of the championship. But, you know, I, my expectations aren't that we're going to compete at the top end of the championship. So let's just see what happens. Yeah, I, th- I think it comes down to you, like, you name those four players and you think all four of those would be, you can see all four of those in the starting 11 of all, but maybe two teams in the championship this season. You know, it, you know, it wouldn't be a massive surprise. Gibbs maybe needs to prove it over a longer period, but... Sarah McLean, um, Nunez, you can see all of those being named in a starting 11 of, of all but maybe a couple of the boys that came down uh, and, you, and, and you wouldn't be shocked. My, my issue, and this is the same as, as this time last season going into, this, into that season, is that I feel that any one of those could be elevated by the introduction of a, a better pivot or a, a, or a specific CDM. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know if, 
you know, I think McLean is, he is the best passer of the ball at the club. He has got the nicest one at the club. He is capable of, of progressing play. He is capable of doing some quarterbacky stuff. We have seen him do that. However, there are issues in his game when he has to carry the other person as well. So you almost feel like he needs someone better alongside him. You can say exactly the same of Nunez. You say exactly the same of Sarah. And obviously Gibbs is a bit of an unproven quantity. Like he, he almost needs to become Johnny Housen for this system to work. Which is quite a big ask, no, Edie? Well, it, I mean, yeah, admittedly at the moment, it does feel like that recent gathering of golden retrievers where the, they broke the Guinness World Record for the largest number of identical dogs uh, gathered in one place. Um, but I don't know, may, maybe this is time. There's so many unknowns. I still feel like, <laughs> and this might be idiocy but I feel like there is potential for something absolutely unexpected and mad to come out that hopefully they have the good sense to like recognise and iterate and repeat to actually address some of the gaps. Either that or like whoever's selling pies, we're going to have a majestic Cinderella moment where they could just run onto the pitch, make magic happen. I don't know. But it, um, we can only trust there's a system or trust that magic random things will happen because we're Norwich. All right, so, so Punt, you've already said you, you don't expect this to be towards the top ends of the championship. So let's let's get straight to it. Where are we going to finish and who is going to be the top two? Ooh, um, I think I flip around where we're going to finish anywhere between 9th and 14th. So I think it'll be somewhere within that, that bracket. Um, I think there are... There is the distinct possibility that that we could trouble the top six for a little bit because Wagner's sides are traditionally streaky. We've said that before on this podcast. So I think we and might also go on a brilliant Reading run did last year. <laughs> they went down. Yeah, which is, and QPR were top of the league, weren't they? After sixteen yeah. games or something, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, I, I think you know it's it's highly plausible that we could be in the conversation at some point, and then I think we'll fall off. Um, and I, I just don't think we'll have the longevity around it. So yeah, look, I'll I'll go for eleventh. Um, in terms of the top two, that's a really interesting one because most people are tipping up Leicester, and you look at the personnel that they've got within their squad, and you think, well, that's a a really reasonable assumption. You speak to any Leicester fans about it, and and they're way more pessimistic about the situation. Because, well, they're used to losing, aren't they? So well, and the absolute churn in terms of like yeah. big names in their squad, you know, the likes of Tielemans and Madison leaving you know so at Barnes as well um but I I do think they'll have enough to be in the top two I also think Leeds will probably have enough to be in the top two as well under our former glorious leader that's the one thing that's going to hurt the most other than Leeds slash Ipswich which that 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 is a listener question that we'll come on to in a bit. I'm sure, Edie. I'm sure. What about you then? Um, are you saying what are you saying, Edie? Are we are we going to uh, let's play a bit of um, uh, no, not generation game. What's the one where it's higher or lower? Play your cards right. That's the one. Yeah, play your cards right. Higher or lower than eleventh? I think maybe a smidge higher. There you go. But, but Ten yeah, and a half. But only as like the result of a season that is essentially a laboratory. Well, if, well, laboratories can throw up some interesting things. If there's some like green smoke and some um, explosions and some, you know, exciting things, uh, as long as it's not like the, the type of thing like a, you know, discovering penicillin with a bit of mold growing on the side or something. And I want it to be an exciting. I mean, no one invented um, 
for example, uh, Viagra, by, they, they didn't set out to uh, invent a drug for that purpose. They were just mucking around with a heart medication and look what came out. Mm. That's a laboratory. Boing. Okay, so you're going slightly above 11th. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't help but think that the championship is, we kept talking about how bad the championship was last year. I can't help but think that it is going to be stronger this year. But I, I also, I also do think that our squad is slightly stronger than it was this time last year. So I, I don't agree that we've got technically any worse because you said earlier on, punt, that we've got technically I think worse. We have. Like, who, who have I think we sold take... that makes us technically worse? Um, Timo Pukki has left the building. He hardly got a kick though, you know. Like he, he, he. I, I don't think, I don't, I don't think that. I don't think I, I was thinking more in terms of oh, technical Gantwell's ability. No longer in the building. Well, he, he wasn't wasn't getting played, and he was he, he wasn't contributing on pitch. I Make mean, up with the squad. Max Aaron's isn't going to be in the squad. Andrew Amabadeli probably isn't going to be in the squad. Like you know, well, there's, there's things, those... they are, they're both still with us at the moment. Aaron Aaron's really is staying like beyond this window. On Sergeant now, though, like he he was doing well, and he did well when he had the opportunity to do well, and the sad departure of Pookie has perhaps created more opportunities. So I think I can see that there's two sides of that coin. I think because Josh Sargent was excellent under Dean Smith, and as soon as Dean Smith went, how many goals did he score under Wagner? I want to three, four in the second half of the season. He was played in a different way under Wagner. He, he played he, now, through the middle loads of the time loads of the time because Pookie mm, wasn't getting a look in, was he? I don't know about loads of the time. I I I I I, 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 I am choosing to be confident on Sargent and the and Barnes's positive impact on him. I don't you know, effectively what I'm kind of picking up on is it, yes, you can name a couple of players who are technically have done good things at the club previously, but in terms of last season's dross to this season it's not like Emmy's gone. You know, it's not like we've lost that kind of talisman or that kind of drop off of someone who was playing most 90 minutes and contributing most 90 minutes. I mean, that just simply hasn't happened. Like Pookie in terms of career, yeah, massive loss. But Pookie in terms of last season to this season, it's not a massive drop off, even in terms of goals. You I know, think you're forgetting Isaac Hayden as well, Tom. He's yeah, brilliant. Exactly. No, this is, this is my point. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I don't think that we are, we, this little squad hasn't, Hasn't had a huge turnover. Um, I Dale. really like again because of injuries. Technically, and other a brilliant player. Technically, a brilliant player, but I don't think he had. He wasn't making an impact. He was part of what looked good under Wagner. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that I do think that you've you know if we're going to try and give Wagner the the benefit of the doubt that he has now had a preseason, he has now in theory got the fitness to where he wants it. He has been working on shape and style now. Come Saturday, if we can't see any patterns of play, if we can't see any um, progressive movement of the ball and and ideas that that look like they were intentional rather than oh it's bounced off like like one of the goals in the friendly you know where Duffy went up and caused havoc with the keeper and Sergeant tapped it in. As far as I'm concerned, that's replicatable. You know, the, buying buying big shit houses who were good from set pieces that cause mayhem and 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 training strikers to to nip in and, and pick things up like Wagner said in his post match comments, that is that is a recipe for success and in that, the championship. That's fine if if the new plan is blunt force trauma goals, like Lovely. no problem, like got no issue with that at all. Like that that's fine as long as we can see that's kind of the plan. 
and, and, if we, and, if, and if we can coast at 1-0 after getting a blunt force trauma goal, um, then because we actually are a bit more capable of the back. My, my concern is that people like the aforementioned scribe legend that is Connor, you know, saw a couple of comments after a couple of the games that mm, we still seem to be shit at playing out from the back, but intent on doing so. If 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 that's not fixed, that's the sort of thing that gets that gets the crowd a bit unruly and a bit feeling a bit bit negative. But I mean, I'm I I I, I think this season maybe more than any other, I am I am consciously aware of how I am willfully deciding to be positive before I'm being given a reason to be negative because I just think let's travel in hope for the first two three opportunities to to pick up points. Um, and I think the fact that the fact that we have got this outgoing sporting director that you mentioned, Ed, I hope maybe that whilst of course he's involved in the recruitment, I hope that there is a little bit more with that. This is the plan that Wagner's got. Wagner's planning on being here for longer. Of course, he is. He'd be intending on on that. So hopefully he is having slightly more say in that maybe 60, 40, 70, 30 balance between sporting director and manager than has happened previously. And and if if he is able to impact success and replicate that regularly with the players he's brought in, I'm gonna I'm gonna willfully believe that he's able to do that and just hope that we don't get found out and stopped after a couple of months of success. And if that doesn't work, bring out Mungo. Let's do some listener questions, Pump. Do you want this season or just random any any old way they come? Oh no, actually let's let's continue with the theme of this season. Um Cameron Huggett, our friend, asks, Would you rather Ipswich do the double over us, but we finish above them, or that we avoid defeat but finish below them? Thomas. Uh I can't I can't lose to Ipswich at home. So uh I mean I just can't. I can't handle that. So I would. Okay, let's broaden that out then. Let's let's exaggerate that that then and say um, they're going to get top two. Oh fuck that! No, (laughs) I mean I don't. I don't think there's any. I don't think they've got a hope in hell of finishing top two. I I I I think people are getting carried away. They're starting to talk about it. Finish top two in a season or two, but they're they're doing it nice and slow. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think those weirdos on the second tier podcast are trying to suggest that Ipswich is some kind of like good for absolute them. heroes, and I, I just good don't, for them. I don't get it. Not f- fuck that. Not Have falling for the Stoke buy in either. No, I think someone might be an Ipswich fan. To be fair, bless them. They will be also rans again, and that's very much the category that we're in at the, at the moment. Fine, but I honestly think they will just be championship fluff within a season after finishing 13th, 14th. I don't, I, you know, I don't know enough about um, every single squad in the championship to predict a place by place finishing, but the strength at the top of the championship means that you have got to have really fantastic credentials and a really good squad to suggest you're going to finish above Leeds, Borough, uh, Leicester, Southampton, like good luck. There's no chance, uh, no chance that they're going to, finish above what they'd have to finish above three of those four not going to happen they might finish above a couple of them they're not going to finish above three of them but would you rather i would would rather i'd rather they finish above us but not top two 
It's, it's like, you know, you can't be asking about, like, what would you rather fight, a duck-sized horse or several, you know, several duck-sized horses or... And then you can go into, like, the various, like, granular detail of the duck and the horse. But really, would you rather? Yeah. Well, that is the question. So, Edie, would, what would you rather? Yeah, but you I added just, top uh, two parts. Yeah, I know, but only because you were being a bit of a dick about it. So I was just, you know... Yeah. There cannot be any physical games that are won by Ipswich. I'm happy to accept any other peripheral unfortunate events, but either that or it occurs when I am out of the country and away from internet access because I just couldn't bear to see the antics resulting from such a thing. Imagine I, I how excited the they are. Imagine oh, how they're excited super they excited, about the aren't they? They are oh, super excited. And, and like, I mean, that you is think you've seen really Arsenal and then you, the, there's this. Oh. It would just be like 10 Arsenals on the internet. Genuinely just dreading Derby Day. Because I'm the, so I'm glad it's a way away. Before. I'm so glad it's a way away. But remember that time where, who was it, Luke Chambers who scored like 88th minute and they all went mental and you just heard that kind of primal roar from the away end and the gut punch that I felt and I was like, oh, suddenly I remember what it's like to lose to them because we yeah. had, in my mind, we had lost. Yeah. And then, oh no, how awful and all of, you know, all of the rest of it. Um, and that was lovely. But that's the only level of insight I've had into what it would be like to lose to them for so very long and it was horrendous so yeah yeah let's see oh, so God. yeah I'm, I'm with you guys we can't lose to them no but i fear we might anyway um friend of the pod matthew mcgregor asks <laughs> like we have any level of insight into this who should be on the shortlist to be our new sporting director Edie. <laughs> e- yeah i mean i'll i'll go for that are you just nominating for the, Edie for the question just or for just for the, to be the sporting director no to be the sporting director just for the metaphors that would be on the walls <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd I'd confuse them even more <laughs> than they are right now. Yeah, don't, don't ask me to do it. But having said that, if, if I had some sort of form of I don't know authority at the club, I would try and at least make it make some sense. I'd I'd give it a good go. But no, best not. Um, I think I I would nominate th- that role didn't exist. Okay. Like, Ooh. I just, I, 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 we can't, it's, it's so ambitious. It's typical Norwich. It's like, we want the big rum rum sports car, but our garage is teeny tiny. We always like, you know, want to eat more food than our tummies can fill. And we want a sporting director when really, who are we going to hire? It's just, it's just silliness. Just get well, a manager who like has a bit of a vision and some welly and, like is happy to share that vision with us that's all i ask for talking of big tummies so i have heard this off three different people now that rob newman is in the frame for um sporting director <laughs> mary white has experience <laughs> okay big robert newman we're talking that, that yeah big bad bob newman yeah yeah no, i mean rob, robert I'm newman would... around. i mean look he's got He's got credentials. He's got recruitment credentials. And I think if we look at the body of work that our current sporting director has done, all all the really good recent stuff has been around infrastructure and actually maybe the recruitment and all right, you know, we're yet to, or we're reserving judgment about this summer. 
but the re- recent recruitment hasn't been great. So if we got in a recruitment specialist, I think I would probably be a little bit more comfortable that, that that's where we're aiming. And he'd be a cheerleader, which and we knows, desperately, and desperately he knows, need. He knows Neil as well because he'd have played with Neil Adams. And he's worked with Grant Holt at West Ham. So, I don't know. Lots of connections. Tom? I actually would have gone completely opposite to that. Um, I mean, I've heard heard that link as well and would welcome with open arms a former player being involved in that. You feel like maybe they'd get a bit more rope um, if that was the case. However, uh, I would have gone, um, my heart would yearn for further ashore. Like, so I, I completely echo the point on the recruitment side of things, but I would, I would almost want them to try and a, a, attract someone who is keen to get into English football after discovering some gems in Spain or discovering some gems in Chile or discovering some gems in wherever and, and, and have, has successfully um, unearthed and moved some talent that's ended up at the league or ended up in the Bundesliga or whatever. That would be the approach that I would try and go for. I mean, how you go about recruiting someone like that um, or doing that, you, you know, it's all down to the kind of football network and the, um, and the connections you've got. I mean, likewise, I would be really interested. I doubt we'll ever, well, maybe we would once they're, they're unveiled. I'd be fascinated as to the actual machinations of it. Like how involved is Stuart Webber in appointing his successor? Like it w- would he be exploiting his network to try and get someone he thinks would do a brilliant job after him? Or would he not want the person after him to do a good job? Because that, that might overshadow his legacy likewise he hates the fans and doesn't like us anymore not he ever really maybe did um and therefore he might not necessarily be a good reference that he would give potential suitors so you know how do you recruit for someone who's still in the job and doesn't really want the job anymore like that's a really interesting you know i'd love to i'd love to understand how they're actually approaching that the um zoe weber just said at that fans forum didn't she uh at the forum that they'd appointed a, a external agency to help them with that. So you would hope that they come yeah, in with a, a suite of candidates. The in, but the incoming suite are going to say, can I have a word with the bloke that's already in the chair yeah. and understand but why I think that's good. It. I think you'd want a handover. Yeah, I just, want, I just love to hear that handover. How, yeah, well, how, like how bullet points. Yeah, yeah, the fans are arseholes, but, you know, it's all right. Anyway, should we do the next one? So this comes on... I don't know if you've heard of this new app called X. So anyway, we we went out for questions <laughs> on that. And um, we got at, at Kadern82 on X. And he asks, does Daniel do the Farker wave to the away fans at Carrow Road if they beat us? And do if we this, hate is, ourselves? Do, we, do if, we like pain? Yes, on this podcast we do, Edie. And and the, the second part of the question is, if this isn't your greatest fear for, to, for the season to come, what, what? is it? It's not my it's biggest fear for the season. It, 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 it shit is the biggest fear. Yeah. It shit's the biggest fear. Like I can't. I I would like the would you like I would take seven nil away from home as long as we didn't lose at home because I'm not going to go to Portland. They're unbearable in defeat. So what against what Ipswich? Would be like in victory, it's my, just mind-boggling. I, 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 I can't. I just don't. I can't be physically present. I I think I would implode. So, I, but with the, because um, I can just, I can turn X, I'm not calling that, I can turn Twitter off, I can turn, I can easily, have, I can go into a Robert Mugabe media lockdown and, and just like ignore the internet for for a few, I'm a Norwich fan, I'm used to that, I, I can deal with that. But um, no, Ipswich is my biggest fear. Farker, I feel like, I just feel affection for that period um, and for that, 
um, that part of our kind of footballing legacy is far enough away. We're already two managers on, might even be a third by the time we play him. You know, who knows? So I I think he will do it. Of course he will. This is, it's his shtick. Um, but I also think, he, I, I honestly think as long as it's not a really, as as long as it's not too close a game, like a last minute defeat kind of game, like if they just beat us comfortably 3-0, this Leeds are quite good at doing it, Car Road, from memory. I actually think he'll get such a good reception. He might even do like a yeah, mini so. a mini wave with the Barkley as well. Oh, God, no. Uh, I think he's a changed like a man. One, like, no, I, like, I a, saw... like a one-hand wave as he goes back after doing the proper father okay. wave. I, I, think, I think he'll be well-received. I honestly think he will. It depends I think if he, he will be well-received. out the fans from yeah. what happened to him. If he still loves us, despite getting sacked in some kind of porter cabin, then fair dues. I wouldn't blame him if... if if he thought of both as one package and kept that to a minimum. I think if he went full fist pumpy Chris Wilder in front of the Barclay, he would he wouldn't be well received. But as long as he kept it kind of fairly considered, he'd be alright. But I think he's a changed man. Look, he I saw him as a picture of him wearing like virtually the Leeds club shop. He never did that at Carrowood. He was always, you know, kind of very sartorially elegant, you know, had lots of designer brands on. So don't know. Maybe it's a different Daniel Farker that's that's come back to England. He doesn't. He doesn't give me give it the big and vibes. I don't. I don't think he will like. As in, yeah. I, I honestly don't think he'll be like that. I think that he'll be asked about it in the press conference beforehand. You know, going back to Garrow, blah blah blah. I think he'll be respectful. I think he'll be nice. I think he'll get a good reaction. But it's all. It's always the same when you have people come back and play against us, or or you know, same as when 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 Russ Martin was in the dugout. You know, we were being outclassed. So it was quite easy to be nice about it. it it's harder when it's a really, if it's a really feisty game, and we feel like we've been really badly done by in some way, then, then the bad feeling can spill over into, oh yeah, we never liked you anyway. But, I, you know, it, it, I think so much of it depends on how the game actually plays out. I certainly think unless it is one of those really nasty games, then I think he'll be received really well. Do you want some more questions? Yes. Should we, should we talk about the kit? Because I just always want to talk about kits. Uh, it's bloody it's, awful, isn't it? I don't think it's bloody awful. I just think it's boring. It's it's really thin looking. It just looks like it doesn't hang. I don't think it, it would make you right, look thin if you put yourself in it, though, because of the hoops. Oh, no, because, yes. Bit but harsh. That's, that's always the case, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, me as well. I'm, I don't think anyone. Like, it's not a flattering design, is it? That's what yeah. I'm trying well, to say. There's a certain band of the shirt that really brings out whoever you are, boobs. Like mm. man boobs, woman boobs, you know, Them put it boobs. on a dog. Met <laughs> dog boobs. No, I, yeah. I can't. I don't understand. <laughs> so we we got a little we got a little hint of hoops, didn't we, punt? You, you said hoops, hoops, and I was, I was like, me, well, yeah. you, "You told me hoops." And then someone I was like, told me hoops, and I genuinely can't remember where I got it from. Someone said it's hoops, and I thought, "Well, you know what? Fair enough." We had that banter third kit with that. Uh, was it Malim- not Malimbu? Who is it? Oh, it was Malimbu, the stripy Malimbu. one, and he was just he, he yeah. just looked absolutely <laughs> raging. Like, why am I in this? Ridiculous. Yeah, uh, like but, a proper but, sight. But, but, that's the only thing. I was going to be excited, and then when it came out, I was like, "Well, you've." You've you've almost not quite followed through on the idea because there's these weird side stripe vertical things that yeah. go down. So it's like it's it looks really really rubbish. And also they put a really nice filter on the pictures. So when I saw the yeah. the launch pictures, it, I was, was like, lemon that and green is army. a yeah. sexy kit. And then when I saw as soon as I saw the actual e-commerce pictures and pictures of people wearing it, I, um, I was like, that's a different color. 
They had it on a wire, like the picture that the social media account shared was of that shirt on a wire hanger, just sort of like. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, that's what it deserves. Okay. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's one of the worst kits ever by, I know you really don't like it, John, but you didn't like the previous one very much, did you? No, I loved two, two last years season's ago. home kit. Two, two years ago. Really so Joma are two out of three, like, you know, bad kits, bad kits. And the only thing that can save us is a purple banter third kit. Well, it is purple. So Let's see what happens. It is perfect. Let's see what happens. I just want necklines to match up. Oh, the, the away neckline. Give me a break. I mean, I'm currently on. I, I will be. I will. I may. If Norwich are not horrific, I'll be buying the kids version of the kit for obvious reasons. But um, currently, I will not be buying any adult kit. I mean, it's it's uh, neither of them are whatever sixty quid's worth in my my book. Yeah, hard agree. Hard agree. Anyway, so I've, we've got a couple of questions to probably round us off, which aren't this season related. So, Tom, is there anything else you would like to talk about in terms of the coming season? I know you well, like to do, do score predictions. or We need to know, do score predictions, but we'll finish with those. Cool. Okay. So, Steve on Twitter, Hello, or Steve. X, whatever you're going to call it. I'm not calling it what has been the weirdest slash daftest incident or saga that you've lived through as Norwich fans? Now, I can kick off on this. I think there was a strange time when the internet had kind of was a thing, but social media wasn't a thing. And so rumors were awash of all sorts of things. And honestly, the two weirdest ones that I can remember were that Dean Ashton and Jason Shackle were in a relationship and that they kind of very <laughs> often spent time in showers afterwards, which the weird and the, this is like that i mean it's just so stupid and infantile it's ridiculous but the club actually had to come out and publicly deny that that was a thing that is mental that that happened um and also then it was the whole probably like similar time frame leon mckenzie and damian francis like damian francis was sleeping with mckenzie's wife and he had the mask and there was a big bust up in training it's just it was i mean if because we were, you know, we were doing quite well, I guess, at that point. Then you, you it wasn't there. Away it wasn't it, there. It was just insane. Wasn't there insane. a Billy Gilmore version as well? Yeah, with Todd Cantwell, which again, yeah. you know, that's. I think it was. <laughs> it's just. I I just yeah. think it's uh, the the idea that anything like that, with, without any kind of proof or like a, a snap or whatever, how anything like that gets fuel and f- friction is just beyond me. I just, this, I just, it's just why well, pass something insane. on when you've got right. like my mate down the butcher's said <laughs> well, at right, that yeah. actual time billy gilmore was getting terrorized by a strange influencer who called herself devil baby so that's right yeah no true stranger than fiction mm, yeah absolutely any any advances on those particular weird incidents i mean so, I, um, go on Edie. oh sorry yeah. oh sorry go on Edie. for me um, two twofold. One one is is wonderful. The other is just just grim. Which is the first is of course the mobile phone mascot. Oh yes, yeah, lovely, lovely. Like, why would you do that? Like oh, it's what all the oh, it's what all the kids are talking about. Like a cordless <laughs> phone, fine. Um, and maybe they thought there were merch opportunities. I clearly like there weren't. Um, and then the second thing I think was. Quite new, which is the, uh, of course, the world, the world, the wall of slurs, which is yeah. quite frankly yeah. a case study for absolute it, that Spinal Tap level. Mm. Well, we found out recently as well that 
the guy who did it was like, are you sure this really isn't a good idea? The guy who actually painted it. And they were like, no, no. Yeah, that's what we want. You like, fucking hell. Like we really, we, we were even challenged about it and then just plowed on regardless. So Yeah. It's a case study. I thought you were going to go for the Christmas winter wonderland, Edie. It was fun, but it wasn't really like stand alone kind of. I mean, it, it came at a period where really dumb stuff was happening. So maybe it didn't quite stand out. But <laughs> for me, like just the idea of spending. I mean, I've been involved in the production of a, a uh, whole body mascot and it's incredibly expensive to make a whole mobile phone. And just like the mobile phone goes out there and just dances for the kids. Just was just it because like that. mobile phones were such a big thing around that time? I remember like I got a free mobile phone Lilo, which I took to Ibiza. And it, like people were like loving it, going, Can I borrow your Lilo? Like people that I didn't <laughs> know were coming up to me and saying, Can I borrow your mobile phone Lilo? And it was a good Lilo. It's like big and surely you know, then that's squidgy. a great prop for like, you know, a photo, maybe not a selfie back in those days, but at mm, least, you know, yeah. you can pretend you're speaking on it. Whereas what are you going to do? Like grab a human being in a mascot costume while the stewards run to rugby tackle. Can I just you? Can I didn't I share even think some, about doing a Dom something? Jolly with it? That's a br- oh, missed opportunity. <laughs> I really find uh, mascots creepy. I find, uh, I find, uh, like your your point of like the whole human element. I just think a, a whole human dressed head to toe as another thing. Like, I don't mean like fancy dress. I mean like the mascot element, like the the boiler guy at West Brom. <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. just some. I mean, I know that's laughable, but there's just like, Captain Canary, just like a huge, like animal with a whole human. I just find that a, just a weird well, they- concept. They had something similar, like on the one of the fan zones back in the last season, I think it was, and it was a dinosaur, and like kids were shitting their pants, like you know, the, the real, like proper, <laughs> like looked like, and yeah, it was really realistic. And I was like, what's going on here? Uh, but did yeah. it have feathers? Um, Some you know what? I didn't, feathers, didn't, I didn't feel Latest it, but research. yeah, I mean, that is that is what scientists are saying. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Let's anyway, do spare a thought for those people, just because I've been in a mascot, and uh, those things are dry cleaned once. Or twice a year, and people run mascots in them. Run marathons. Yeah. Run uh, marathons in them. So uh, it's it's never oh, a pleasant a experience. No. Cats on the inside. My my, my friend Ben. Spot the cat. He remembers the my, cat. That was a thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, my my friend Ben claimed to be one wow. of the first Captain Canaries because he was on work experience at the club, and he did report that that was a very very sweaty experience. <sighs> Tight. <sighs> anyway, sure, one more question. This is an excellent question from Matt Rushbrook. And he says, so it's kind of topical. You're in charge of a new mural to be displayed outside Carrow Road. It must feature six ex-players, but no one already on a mural. So Justin Fashnu is out. Huckabee, Holtz, Pookie, all of those lot that are on the Barclay mural are out. You can only choose, you've got six in total. You can only choose one per five-year period. So you've got 94 to 98. 99 to 2003, 2004 to 2008, 09, 13, 14, 18, and 19 to 23. So there's a couple of very tricky periods there. I'll go on. I've had a good, good, it's it's one of the best questions that we've had for some time. I love it. So Matt, you have definitely won the merch if you want some merch. So get in our DMs and we'll we'll sort you out um, for the best question. But so let's start 1994 to 1998. A player that has not been immortalised on a mural, Ian Crook. 
Is he not on the? Is he not on the uh, Lion and Castle? No. Oh. Oh. Okay. I thought. I thought we had to go less obvious than that. Oh. Okay. Well. Yeah. That's a. That's a shoe in then. Or you could have Darren Eady, I guess. Because he's Fox. kind of. Uh, yeah, Fox is. Well, I don't know when Fox left. He'd have been. Yeah, maybe like left ninety five ish. So yeah, that's a good shout as well. I think the 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 key to solving this conundrum <laughs> is to go with uh, the proper pub quiz players. So I haven't completed the full run, but I've managed at least to assign a footballer to each of the four first eras. Nice. That is like, what, makes you think. What have you got? Ninety nine to oh three then. Okay, right, you ready? I'm so, ready. If we want to go 94 to 98, mm. that would be Craig Bellamy. Oh, yeah, he just snuck in. Yeah, that's in. a great yeah. shout. Yeah. Nice. If you want to go 99 to 03, that would be Mr. Peter Crouch. Oh, yeah, just, just mm. sneaks in at yeah. the start he's, of 03. Well, yeah, just like quite in. a month. <laughs> have to be quite but a big yeah. mural. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, obviously, we could have Dion Dublin for the next era. Yeah, happy with that. Yeah. And then we could top it off with Harry Kane. And this is why I'm struggling with the next two. Because <laughs> this is this is not like, we're not talking legends, but there's legends everywhere. You can't right. keep up with that stuff. Surely, Maybe surely you need to place Jonas Gutierrez somewhere then. Is that a is that like a household name? I mean, that's, that's I think he's quite absolutely big. blow people's minds in a pub quiz. Don't get me Argent- wrong. Well, that's what I thought your selection criteria was. Yeah. Well, no, it's more of a kind of like as well. It's it bridges the gap because um, people who've watched Homes Under the Hammer but haven't watched Sport would also be like, oh, okay, yeah, I see where you're going with that. Shots leading to goals. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe we need to have a right. look. At, maybe maybe we should have a um, we should offer that up to on the socials to see if um, if listeners can come up with well, uh, a best of, of of that. We'll see I'll, if we can get the best answer. Maybe we'll give a – in fact, let's just make this up on the spot. We'll give a prize to the best combination that comes in, the first person who says that combination, um, if you can get it in before the next podcast. So let's put that on the socials as to, you know, who, what is our best mural of – I think it's – Well, I, I like the fact me, that you I say let's when you definitely won't do it. Like, no, know. no, when I say let's, I say <laughs> it's, it's effectively me saying punt, please, will you? yeah um, uh, right come on then we need to we need to round off with predictions um so Edie, i would like uh, a guaranteed score line for saturday's game and a guaranteed scorer for norwich if there will be any i don't know about scorer because i'm just not feeling anything yet but what i am feeling is a one all draw okay that's um, that's my feeling i'm gonna have to push you for a for a score i'm afraid Edie, because you've said that norwich are going to score <laughs> Who's the ah? Uh, who's the fella? I'm sorry, I still haven't yet. This is Norwich player. Asked. Yeah, I, I know. This is why we get Edie on for expertise. Yeah. In, in <laughs> no, no, it's the guy who plays for Norwich. Um, no, but there's, there's there's like the the what's he Swiss or German or something? Oh, Fastnacht, the new boy, oh, yes, the new Swiss, the Swiss guy. Sorry, it was absolutely yeah. at the yeah. okay. Yeah, Fastnacht. Yeah. Yeah, because then, like, the draw will be the reality and he will be, like, the sizzle that makes us dare to dream. The sizzling twist. ultimately, it'll end in a one-all draw and we'll be like, nothing's changing, but we had a good time. Do you think we should make sure that he buys a house in Dis? I've lived in Dis. I would recommend against that. Um, (laughs) 
I mean, you know, it's it's a very nice place, but um, watching Rick Wakeman repeatedly switch on Christmas lights in the end can... That's it. The swathes of listeners that we had from Dis and South Norfolk are now all switching off in their droves eating. Well, nothing will ever beat the time that Rick Wakeman switched on Christmas lights that had been plugged into a nearby estate agent, thereby shorting the entire town centre. <laughs> Come on then, Pump. Exact scoreline on Saturday and a guaranteed scorer. Uh, we're going to do a 1-0 win and Shane Duffy is going to score a big old header. Love that. Uh, I like I how w- you went, yes, like like it really happened. Like it I, might I, actually happen, like any of my predictions have ever come true. I'm so, I'm so, <laughs> if, if anything, it's just like, oh no, we're not going to win 1-0 now. Yeah, that's, oh, that, fuck, that's the one yeah. thing that we can guarantee. I'm I going think I've got them right once, twice. Bloody hell, boy. Because why not? Because right. it could happen. I mean, yeah, it's within the realms of possibility, I suppose. I got 4-0, Sarge Hattrick, uh, and then uh, a really, really uh, badly brought down to earth the following week. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I In believe- a purple kit. I believe that we, uh, I believe that we will get off to a winning start on Saturday. Um, I, I think we're going to be too hard to beat. And I think we're definitely going to score. And I really fancy Sarge this season to, to, to bang in the goals and replace the ones we've lost from Pookie. And until I'm proven otherwise, I'm going to keep believing that. It makes me happy. And you've made me happy, Punt, today. You've made me happy as well, Edie. Thank you so much for sharing uh, this preview with us. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back to talk about that 4-0 win, 1-0 win or 1-1 draw. Um, and in the meantime, mind how you go.